The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And this is the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. And for all of the latest motoring news, I'm joined by Geraldine Herbert, motoring correspondent with the Sunday Independent, motoring editor motoring with the editor, Sunday. Let me yes, give you your full title, Ger. <laughs> now, uh, Tesla, um, in a in a turn up for the books for them, is uh, not delivering on their word. I know what what a strange thing Shocker. to happen. I was like really shocked by this. But this one is definitely a new twist. They wrote apparently to all um, customers of Model S and X. Now these are the biggest models they produce, and told them that they won't be producing right-hand drive cars for the foreseeable future. So they gave these customers a couple of options. They could either opt to buy the Model 3 and the, or the Model Y and get a €2,000 credit. They could get a full refund or, wait for it, they could buy them in left-hand drive and avail of three years free supercharging. Now, these are customers who put deposits down. They have handed over actual cash and been promised at the end of this, you will get a Model S if that's what you want. And probably put this money down quite a long time ago. There are considerable lengths of you know wait times for Tesla models. And I know there was a couple of people in Australia tweeting recently or tweeting over the weekend that they'd had a, a deposit down for two years. So you can imagine there's a lot of very disgruntled customers. And that has now, a value. I mean, two years of giving somebody your yeah. money, there's a thing called interest. Yes, yes, of course, absolutely. But the thing about it is, I suppose what has to be said in their defence is the Model S and the Model X would certainly not be their huge best-selling models at this stage. The X, uh, or the Y and the 3 have become so popular. But that said, they're very different cars and the customers of the Model S are not customers of the Model 3. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there was actually a few Irish customers I saw on, on Twitter at the weekend opting or considering to opt for the left-hand drive version. Now, personally, I think you'd be absolutely nuts to go for that. It's just too much hassle. Like, your 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 whole visibility is compromised because you're not in a car set up for the road. Plus the fact that car parks are a pain in the neck. Tolls if you're not on the M50. There's oh yeah, crawling across cons- the passenger seat to get the ticket There's or to pay the toll. There's all sorts of considerations. So, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's not impossible, but it really would add to your burden every day I think if you were driving one of those So the car markets then that that means that the S will be unavailable in that's Australia New Zealand UK Ireland Japan is that the the Cyprus Isn't it on Malta? I would have thought that's a fairly significant set. I mean, it's Mm. small compared to the rest of the world, but is that not a big enough market to incentivise them to make them right and drive? I would have thought so, but what they're saying is that the actual cost of um, converting cars into right-hand drive, the supply chains, the whole lot, actually, that the costs are too expensive too much. Now remember, it's not just purely swapping the steering wheel, because I know I've been on a few launches over the years where the cars that come into this country are actually quite different. There's features missing. And I remember talking to a designer about this and he said it's actually quite a big task. It's like cars are not symmetrical, so you don't just flip them. There are certain things that have to be, you know, re-engineered or whatever. And I presume Tesla's are designed as left-hand drive and then converted to right-hand drive. So I'm sure there are costs involved. Whether they justified the decision they've made, you'd have to wonder about. But I mean, this is what Elon Musk's um, strategy has always been to concentrate on what makes money. So the Y has been hugely successful in Europe. It's the best selling car at the moment. Like it's outselling petrol and diesel. That's how successful it's been. The 3 has been phenomenally successful. So this is where his money is at the moment. The, the, the Tesla Model Y is the best selling car across all of Europe? Yeah. It's the best-selling car in Europe and has been for the first, definitely for up to March. I haven't looked at the, the details for April, but yeah, for the first three months of the year, which would be a volume. That's remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's where he's making his money at the moment. And particularly given the fact that a number of years ago, Tesla had first mover advantage. But now a lot of the big manufacturers, I mean, the ID3, the ID4 from Volkswagen, mm-hmm. um, the Ionics, uh, and all the rest of it, they are mass market strong competitors. To outstrip them is impressive. It is. And also when you think it was only 2012, 
2012 when they produced their first mass market car, the Model S. Like, it's a very short time to be taking on the legacy car makers and beating them. You know, so you can say a lot of things about Tesla and we do and we have in the past, but uh, they, they certainly are leading the way in that sense. In terms of the um, right-hand drive issue generally, is this a bit of a canary in the coal mine, given that we're now almost the only EU member state that drives on the side that we drive? Should we do a Sweden and swap over? <laughs> do you know the amount of people who actually think this is a realistic option? Is well, the Swedes did do it, didn't they? Yes, but we're not Swedish and it's not the 60s. Or whenever, was it the 60s? Yeah, it was the 60s they did it. Um, they're not the only one. There's a few other countries who have flipped, you know, but I mean, it's just the, the cost, the carnage. <laughs> you know, you couldn't even think about it really. But, but um, the access to cheap cars from Germany? It'd be a lot of hassle for just a few cheap imports now, to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, it is going to be an issue in terms of the fact that with, especially with the UK outside of, of the EU, you know, when, when car makers are supplying cars, we have become even lower down that food chain because of this. Um, especially with saloons, because a lot of times we have saloon versions that they don't even take in the UK. So it's like, really, what is that market? Although there is some potential light at the end of the used car tunnel in respect of what the Windsor Agreement has done with Northern Ireland, if I have that right, isn't there? Yeah, it's still not 100% clear how this will work. Um, but what we're looking at, what it looks likely is that the, um, that car maker or um, car dealers will be able to, from August, will be able to request a VAT refund from HMRC on used cars imported after May the 1st. Now, this all has to be definitely nailed down that it'll be May the 1st. Um, it looks like it'll reduce the cost of second-hand cars by about 16%. Now, the only thing is, Anton, if that doesn't come in till August, it's going to be a while before that big supply issue is going to be resolved in the used car market. So I wouldn't expect, I mean, Dundee are already saying that the you know the prices between premium um, used cars and new cars is closing so much at the moment. I don't see that being impacted this year. I'd say it'll be next year before we'd really see the impact of the supply coming in and actually adjusting the prices because the used car market is in such a mess at the moment. Still, is prices, it? Yeah, it's still really high. And what of supply generally? Because we had the chip shortage, we had all the issues with supply chain upheaval during COVID. Has that begun to iron itself out? Yeah, definitely. The supply is, is getting better but it'll still take a long time and the other problem as well is remember a lot of the car makers were, were prioritising premium cars in their brand in their um, in their range and they will come on stream so we'll have a lot of expensive cars coming f- on second hand for the next few years so there's going to be knock on effects of the, the whole Covid supply issue for a long time yet 1966 apparently Tech saying yeah, Sweden did it, it in yeah. 1966. Yeah. We and could they get did it that. in 24, like literally over 12 hours. They set a time and said, that's it. And that was, you know, just... They, of course, I'm not sure they had the issue that we would have because the text goes on to say we'd have to get around the border issue, but we yeah, could do that by creating problem. a system of one way only southbound. And, oh, yeah. and we're so good at abiding by rules on the road. I don't know that's yeah. going to work. But anyway, the suggestion is one way only southbound and northbound routes that would blend seamlessly in and out of our road mm. network. A lot of heavy work being done by seamlessly there. In other news, Sayat may be calling it quits. Yeah, I think this this is yeah. So Sayat have always had this kind of, uh, I suppose, uneasy future when once they launched Cooper as to where the two of them would fit in, and they haven't gone down the route of electrification, whereas Cooper have. But I think what this shows is just how difficult legacy car makers are going to face. The, the future and had the difficult issues that they're facing. Not only has electrification allowed for far more new entrants into the market, but software has become the big selling aspect of cars these days. No longer is it the drive. You know, there was a time when people bought BMWs because the sound of the engine. Now, apparently, I thought this was an amazing stat. Only 10% of people who drive cars actually enjoy driving. 
The other thing is, am I alone in thinking that the noise that they have put in electric cars to make you mm. hear them in car parks is the same noise that the doors make in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Remember they give them personalities and it drives... No, never mind. It is just me. I know by the look <laughs> in your face. Say that to some extent, though, is a badge engineering exercise, though. It is. The, it's the Audi Volkswagen group, so it's not that momentous that if they decide to It is, but I think it does really capture the problems that car makers are going to face. And I mean, if you look at Volkswagen, you know, if you scratch below the surface, they're actually more Chinese than they are German. Half of their profits come from the Chinese market. The Chinese market now are buying their own cars. They're no longer looking at European cars. So, you know, the the, the future is, is quite bleak at the moment for legacy car makers. And I think this really captures the idea that one of them would just stop making cars completely and switch to electric mobility just highlights the problems that are in store for them. And one of the big legacy car makers has, only, has released only its second electric car, this being Honda, and they have named it the one. Yeah, the E-N-Y-1. Now, I did Rolls some research on this and apparently it's exciting and new for your life. That's where it comes from. That's where they abbreviated that, <laughs> that <laughs> phrase down to. Do it's, we, it's are we excited about it's it? It's a terrible, terrible name. Well, I mean, it's like they've been so slow, really. And the thing about the, the Honda E, it was, it was a very innovative car, really, really nice, but very, very, very low range and very expensive. So it really didn't do a whole lot for them. This is going to compete in the sort of Kia uh, Nero EV, Honda Kona, Hyundai Kona um, space. So, I mean, there's a huge market for it if they get it right. It'll all come down to pricing, though, in the end of the day. So we'll see. There's no... Um, there, there's no prices yet, so we don't know. Ger, as always, mm-hmm. thank you. That is Geraldine Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.